0: Hi, welcome to our Spotlight podcast. Today, we are turning our attention to an idea that is really near and dear to my heart, and that is music therapy. We have a great interview lined up with Nikki McCarthy, and uh, Nikki will tell us about her experience, uh, how she became aware of music therapy, and some of the great work that they're doing now in the state of Ohio. But I start with a definition. I went to the American Music Therapy Association website. I just typed in a simple question, what is music therapy? And this is what was returned. Uh, Music therapy is the clinical and evidence-based use of music interventions to accomplish individualized goals within a therapeutic relationship by a credentialed professional who has completed an approved music therapy program. Pretty straightforward. So we're going to ask Nikki about that. We're gonna ask uh, Nikki about uh, music therapy. We're gonna ask her about her experience. We're gonna ask about how somebody becomes a music therapist and some of the populations that a music therapist may work with. i um, looking forward to this conversation. I think it's going to be a good one, and uh, I hope you find uh, that it's educational as well. Nikki, thank you for joining us uh, on our podcast. Uh, before we uh, get into the nuts and the bolts uh, of the music therapy discussion, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about the organization that you work for, and some of the good work that you folks do?
1: My name is Nikki McCarthy. I am the founder and executive director of an organization called SamSam. Sam. We are a registered um, 501C3 in the state of Ohio, based in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Um, our organization is dedicated to supporting and enhancing music and art therapy programs that serve seriously ill children and their families. Um, I. I founded the organization with my husband uh, three years ago in memory of our daughter, Samantha Jane, uh, who passed away in uh, October of 2009. And, um, you know, Samantha loved her music therapist, and um, for a number of years we raised money for uh, a disease that she had called Sanconia anemia, that required a bone marrow transplant. And um, after some time, we just kind of decided that um, rather than uh, focusing on research and things like that, we wanted to focus on sort of the uh, life of uh, families and children who were sick, so, and that was and something that, that brought them joy and comfort. So that was, this is where we landed. So stands was started.
0: I'm, I, I... Sure, I speak for uh, all of us who uh, who listen to this conversation in expressing our sympathy for the loss of your daughter. Uh, thank you for that. I, I, it's not easy. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm sure that it's not. Um, I first became aware of your organization uh, maybe a year ago. I, I don't remember exactly when, but there was a great profile on uh, the Today Show. Yes. And uh, it, it, this has really been on my mind uh, for some time to, uh, to talk to you folks. So I'm really happy that, that you were able to call in today. Uh, what, what, can you tell me, uh, what was your background before this?
1: Well, um, basically I was a mom. I mean, I, I have, Sam was my oldest, uh, only daughter. I also have three boys. Uh, ranging in age from he, one, my oldest boy is now 18 to my youngest son is 11. So I had four kids. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, Samantha was diagnosed at the age of seven. And for a number of years, you know, we went on with our lives as somewhat as normal um, after that diagnosis until they told us it was time to, um, to have a transplant. Prior to that, I was working in an accounting firm and things like that. But, you know, I, I had just been doing the mom thing for, for a number of years. So that's kind of my background.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i sure going through that experience is, is quite an education in and of itself.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You almost become... it's, it's there were many, many days and nights in the hospital, and you almost uh, consider yourself. There, I know there's a number of people who call themselves momcologists, Um who are mothers of, you know, cancer patients and things like that. I mean, sometimes you just learn so many things that way more than you ever thought you would about things like that. So,
0: I, I'm, you know, Nikki, I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of things we could talk about related to that, but I, I. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but what, what I want to do today is, is talk specifically about the, the music therapy. How did that enter your life, in, 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 as it relates to, to your daughter?
1: Well, um, we were uh, Samantha had her transplant at uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center in Cincinnati, Ohio, and um, we we went into the hospital uh, August of two thousand and eight. And we were there for uh, at least 100 days, so just over three months. So, But the first part of that was in complete isolation. So you don't leave your room. Well, Sam didn't leave the room. Um, But during that time, um, especially for patients who are in long-term care, you know, there's there's all kinds of people who come in all day long, nurses, doctors, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy. But one person that... um, And it was different. Was her music therapist, and his name is Brian Shrek. Brian is no longer at Cincinnati Children's, but he's still um, in the music therapy field. He works with adults now. But um, Brian was someone that uh, had a just a very easy relationship with Sam. I mean, because a lot of the time that she was in the hospital, she was very sick um, and very uncomfortable. I could talk about that in a much different podcast, um, but uh, but she, you know, it was not an easy time. And so Brian would come in and he was one of the, one, probably the one person that if he knocked on the door, she was welcoming every single time. It didn't matter how sick she was, she always wanted to see him. And he would bring in um, a cart full of instruments. He. Uh, She played the piano, so he brought her a keyboard that he let her keep in the room for a long time. And, you know, he would just kind of come in the door, sit on the bed with her and say, what do you want to do today? And, you know, he never asked her for anything. He didn't ask her to take her temperature. He didn't ask her to take medicine. He didn't ask her, you know, to do hard things. He asked her what she wanted to do and she got to make that decision. And that was something that, you know, brought her comfort. And made her happy for maybe an hour 45 minutes a day or whenever he visited it wasn't every day but um you know and as a parent when you watch your child going through all of these difficult things when they feel good and they're doing something that's fun that doesn't happen very often you take a deep breath and you can relax and that's what he did for her and that's what he did for us and we never forgot that and it was um it was very meaningful and so when we decided to do something, this, you know, that was, that was
0: our, that was our inspiration, so. Tell, tell us a little bit more about that decision, that the, the decision to develop a music therapy program uh, ba- based on that experience, but, but to get, given the fact that you really didn't have any uh, experience with this prior uh, to your daughter.
1: Uh, sure. Well, um, you know, we, we, during the time that we, we spent, you know, dealing with this illness from start to finish, really, and I say finish being, you know, after Sam passed away, um, it was year, and we gained a lot of support from family and friends, and um, after being so attached to our story, everyone... To continue to want to help us. Um, and that 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 was very meaningful. And so my husband and I, I we spent a lot of time fundraising for fanconi anemia and research, which we still like to give to. And so many people wanted to help us do that. And and when we said, you know, we want to focus our we want to shift our focus to something else and, and they, they always knew that that was important because it was always part of our story with the music therapy, like people knew about Brian. And um, and we always just kind of kept in touch with him. And, you know, it was, it was an idea that we had, Dan and I, for years. And a friend of mine who um, owns a boutique in the, in the city that we live in said she wanted to do some philanthropy. Um, She's a small business owner and she had established herself and she said, I wanna help you with what you are doing. And I said, well, here's what I really wanna do. I wanna start this nonprofit and I think we could do really great things. And she said, let's have a fundraiser. And so I got online and I, <laughs> I researched how you start a nonprofit. I, don't, I think I probably Googled exactly that and figured out how to fill out the paperwork and register with the attorney general's office and the secretary of state. And the next thing you know, we had, we, we did it. And, um, and that was kind of our inspiration. It was all these people that were helping us and that would support us. And now, you know, here we are years later doing something we love to do.
0: And how many years has this been a going concern now?
1: Uh, we were officially declared a nonprofit in May of 2015. So we're three and a half, almost four years now.
0: And and um, so how does that work? What what services do you provide?
1: Well, we um, we support programs. Most of them. Some of it. I, well, it's, there's a range. The first program that we started and helped to support, was it the Cincinnati Children's Hospital because that was where our, we, we, our, you know, where our story began. So that was important for us. And when we told them that what we were doing and and that we wanted to help them, we asked them what they needed. And for them, they needed um, to, um, money to fund a grant for a part-time art therapist. And so we said, great, we love that idea because music and art, um, they kind of go together. And, we didn't have as much experience with art therapy, but it's a huge, huge program as well. Um, and so we like, we love to support both. And then we went to Nationwide Children and we said, you know, we have this money and we'd like to help you because that's our hometown and where Sam's care began at Nationwide and her care ended at Nationwide. And along the way in between, they were, um, always part of the process, and so they, at Nationwide, we support a program that um, provides a outpatient music therapist, so um, Jessica is her name, and she travels around the city to uh, homebound patients and brings the music therapy into their homes, which is an amazing, amazing program, because sometimes when you leave the hospital, which was our, our um, experience, you, you don't get the same services all the time. And especially music and art therapy because first of all they're they're not always at the top of the list obviously and um, so this is a really special thing for us so it just ranges so we do we we have the foundation and then we provide grants and funding to different partners and right now we have four different hospitals that we that we fund different programs in Akron we do a artist in residence program that um, you know, where community artists come in, whether it's music or dance or um, artists, and they will work with patients and staff um, and families once a month, do all kinds of um, programming there. And then in Dayton, they didn't have any music therapy in their hospital. Um, And when they expanded, uh, we helped build, uh, pilot the program that they're currently trying to establish there. So we're really proud of that too. So it just ranges.
0: Your, if I'm hearing you correctly, your your primary function then is fu- is fundraising. Mm-hmm. And, and and so what what are some of your fundraising efforts? What do they look like?
1: Well, those range anywhere from our big, big fundraiser that we do in the fall that I was telling you about with my um, friend who owns the boutique. We're going on our fourth year. It's kind of a big... Um, uh, music and fashion presentation and so we have bands and we have um, uh, it's a beautiful evening of um, uh, let's see, she does the fashion presentation uh, because she owns the clothing boutique and then we have music uh, we have a big silent auction um, we've raised upward, uh, above last year in our third year we raised over $100,000 that night so that's our big kind of gala um, we have a 5k race that we do each year. Uh, we just had our fifth year of that, and we um, typically raise somewhere between twenty and thirty thousand a year um, on that. You know, I have a charity happy hour one night. I have you know concerts that kids put on. Um, you know, there's kids I know who um, do lemonade stamps and send me money. I mean, it's the you know, we have, I get, I don't, I've never, I've not really sort of delved into corporate uh, fundraising or anything, but those are kind of some of the newer things. You know, we started out as a fundraising, you know, recipient. And so that, that's kind of how we are working right now. But trying to figure out, you know, we do peer-to-peer fundraising. Um, you know, it's a huge range right now. So. Um, I,
0: I'm, I'm sure we'll circle back to that because I'm, Mm-hmm. I, I, th- I w- Eventually, I want to ask how people can help you. Um, sure. So I, so I want to circle back to that. But, but I want to, if we could, let, let's, um, let's talk about music therapy just in general. Um, okay. Now, uh, so as I understand it, um, uh, Sam's Fans, your organization, uh, raises money through a variety of ways to help mm-hmm. hospitals and other organizations fund um, music therapy programs and possibly other programs like art therapy. So, so, um, I would imagine, uh, that, that, as you say, funding for art therapy, funding for music therapy, uh, may not be always highest on the priority list. So, um, I suppose your goal is to, is to help, um, uh, help raise the money that otherwise might not be there for these programs. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the music therapists themselves then that go into mm-hmm. the hospitals, do you know uh, what their backgrounds are? Do they need to be certified? If somebody were interested in doing yeah. that sort of work, how do they get there? Do they need to be licensed in the state of Ohio or in other states, if you're aware of that, or, or um uh, you know, is, there, mm-hmm. is there a specific education track that they would go through? How does that work? Uh,
1: yes, it, uh, in fact, there is. Um, so th- it, the licenses vary from state to state. In fact, in Ohio, they're working on some, some bills to license music therapists. But it, it's, um, you have to be a board-certified music therapist, um, which, in, which requires um, you need to complete an approved music therapy program at an accredited um, uh, college or university. Uh, You need to complete 1,200 hours of field work as part of that degree program. And then you need to take and pass the exam that's administered by the um, Board of Music Therapists. So there is quite an extensive, you know, um, back backgrounds needed for that um, and apparently, you know, I, which I didn't really realize until recently, but there's, um, let's see, music therapy, bachelor's degree, I think there's 74 um, approved schools in the United States, so, nice. and then you can also get master's and doctorates in music therapy.
0: Do you, do you know if, if it's the same in most states?
1: as far as the licensing goes yes or um the licensing is different i think that's that's one thing but but across the uh uh to get the degree that those are all the same things um i think that once you're board certified you can you can you can go anywhere i think for sure
0: so there's there there may be reciprocity in other states Mm -hmm. here's a this is a little bit of a maybe a little bit of an inside baseball question here but the, these services that are provided at uh, uh, Cincinnati Children's Hospital and other organizations, are, are those generally covered by a third-party insurance? Well,
1: that's, that's, yes. And it's usually um, something, so once you get in, you're in the hospital, sort of um, written in your, um, what do you, order? Um, like it's almost like an order that the doctors will order Oh, this person should be seen by a music therapist. So those people work for the hospital and then yes, it's part of the, um, the uh, that. But, but I think what, what is the licensure, I think it makes it easier to um, report it for insurance purposes and things like that. That's why I think that's important. And, and that's why I think some of the um, uh, states vary in different ways on, on what they, what they, need and stuff like that so once you're in the hospital it's, it's part of the It's usually part of the program you know what I
0: mean yeah
1: um, so I can't speak directly to that but I'm sort of starting to learn about it um, because I didn't even realize it so now that I'm it's all it's very interesting
0: so. I think when maybe when people think about music therapy they envision um uh, someone uh, with a guitar walking into a hospital room and and playing a little soothing tune for somebody uh, who may be a patient there at the hospital, but I, I I've got to believe there's a lot more to it than that. Can you maybe talk about what a what a typical music therapy session might entail? Um. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of
1: what it is, you know. But but there's a lot more to it than that. I think. Um. You know, it can it can go. It, a wide range, I mean, you know, it it takes a person, they go into the room, they really need to assess the situation and see what the patient um, can do, what they need. Um, You know, sometimes it's, uh, you know, um, they can help cope with stress, pain and anxiety, you know, things like that. They can make a certain um, procedure a little bit easier on people, you know. um, one of the things that we've been hearing, this, this is really exciting for for our organization because for sort of our purposes of website and, and showing our donors and things like that, what we've been doing, we've really taken a closer look at what the music therapists actually do, and we've sort of gone and um, documented some of that. And it's been really neat to see, you know, I have, we have a patient, well, we have a family that receives um music therapy services from our um outpatient um therapist jessica and she goes into his home and he's completely nonverbal. um but they've you know they've been working together for a long time and they've written songs together based on things that he likes to do um you know he he reacts by blinking and and you know eye signals and and they've actually gone to and like written the song together, and his mom takes part in the um, process and plays the instruments, and you can just see on his face the joy that it's bringing, and then and and just uh and she you know she talks about how you know there, we have another mom who talks about how they go back and use these songs to soothe their children when they're when you know when things aren't easy, and so they it go it goes into their everyday life, which is really really cool. So. That's kind of what it actually what it looks like and can can look like. So
0: That must be very gratifying for you.
1: Uh, you know, it is. I I, I remember when we recorded the today show, they asked me if I'd ever been, you know, on you know, at visits or anything and, and you know, it's a very personal um, experience. You know, I know what it felt like for me. But you know, it's not something that you wanna You can just pop in and watch, you know what I mean? Like I know sometimes doctors and, you know, you have rounds and you have student um, things like that, but it's not just something that we would ever, you know, it's very personal. And so they were surprised that I didn't know what it looked like. And so when I went and saw it, and now that I'm being able to see what it looks like, it's it's so gratifying just seeing, um, I only know from my own experience. and, and really, my our donors and our followers really only know from my experience. And so getting to show them what we're seeing, you know, and it's not just patients who, um, who are cancer patients or, or, you know, bone marrow like Sam was. They're, they're kids who it's just this wide range of, you know, babies in the NICU to um, rehab patients. And, you know, it's, it, 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 that's the beauty of Stands is that we're not focused on one thing. It can be any patient in the hospital. It can be staff. It can be, you know, because not only is the patient in the room, you know, participating, but sometimes it's the sibling or the family member that, you know, also gets involved, which is amazing to see. So,
0: You know, you mentioned the, the Today Show. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, I don't think you and I would be having this conversation if it weren't for the Today Show. Right. Um, and yeah. and and I subsequently, um, you know, found your website, and I sound I sound signed up for your emails, and I get newsletter. I get so I get information from you now that I would not have been getting if it weren't for the Today Show. Uh, how did that come about?
1: Um, well, uh, a friend of mine responded to a call. You know, one of their I don't, something that said, you know, tell us about someone that you know who has a great story about music that, you know, is making a difference in people's lives. And my very best friend, who also is sort of my um, associate director at Sam's um, she is also in her other life a grant writer. And so she went online and filled out this form, and they called her and they said, we love your story. And she said, well, this is my best friend, and... Um, it was during the year. Uh, well, it was a year ago now, but it it was a long time before they actually called her back and said they were going to do the show and that they wanted to. Um, so she responded to a, a, one of their one of their asks, and that's how they did it. And she kind of didn't tell me for a really long time while she was sort of in touch with this producer, and um, it was a funny story because I I called her one day and I said I've got this great idea I want to do a board meeting and I want to do it at the hospital and I said I want to do it on June whatever 12th and she said okay well let's, let's talk about that and I thought oh okay you know <laughs> and she said uh, she called me for coffee the next day and we met and she said so I've got something to tell you and I was like okay you know and it turned out that the today Show wants to come the same date that I wanted to do my <laughs> my board meeting and I said, well, I think we could post on the board meeting for the Today Show piece. (laughs) So they came and um, uh, interviewed us for two days. Uh, We went to the hospital, and we did some video of of the actual music therapist, and that sort of came together at the end with a really fun concert that they were going to also put in the piece. And during that concert, um, Hoda came out and surprised me, and then... She brought my favorite music artist to, the story was kind of based on uh, this, this song that he had written and my daughter loved and she recorded with the music therapist and then he showed up and sang the song and promised to come back and do a concert. In fact, um, just this past May, um, almost a year after that Today Show aired, um, we had that concert and he um, came back to Columbus and we raised like $30,000 that night. So. Um, it was an amazing, uh, gift that we were able to, um, you know, be on that show and, you know, have that, that, that stage, and, um, you know, uh, it was amazing. So it was all because my best friend, <laughs> her name's Mandy. So it was great.
0: Did you, uh, I imagine you heard from, uh, a lot of people like me, people that weren't in the state of Ohio, uh, um, that you might oh not have been God. able to reach.
1: It was, it was a a really interesting thing. We, just before that, during the time that we were getting ready for that, um, kind of in between the time that they did it and the time that it aired, we made some changes with our, you know, because I had a friend who went through sort of a similar thing and and she was at one point with her her nonprofit on sort of a national stage like that. She said, you know, there's some things that you might want to do to get ready. And, you know, we set up kind of a donor, uh, management thing, and, you know, we had just gotten it set up, and the, it, the piece aired, and during that day, I said, you know, we expected to get kind of a flood of, of responses, you know, from that show, and, and I later in the day, I was like, well, I haven't really gotten any of those things. I said, maybe they forgot to put the website on there. I said, either way, I'm just really happy about how the story came out and what it looked like, and I looked, I finally logged on to the thing, and I realized that all the emails that I was getting we're going to my junk mail, and I, I had hundreds of um, donations and sign-ups to our website, and I finally figured out where they were later in the day, and it was just this, I mean, I think we probably got donations close to $5,000 in that one day, just from that story. It was just so cool, and it was, they were all like, but there were people like $5 all the way up to like 250 I mean, like, it was it, this range of people and like these nice people who were, your story touched my heart. I had a very similar experience. And it was, I mean, so heartwarming. And it's still, um, I saved them all. And it's just, it was really, really cool. So it was a fun day. Yeah. And I did, I get, I have people all the way, I mean, California, New York, but I mean, everywhere, all parts of the country. So it was neat.
0: That's terrific. Mm -hmm. let let let's uh let me ask you about some other we've talked about children here but what about Mm -hmm. i would imagine that music therapy Mm -hmm. would have a role in a lot of different disciplines or a lot of different issues um Mm -hmm. uh, i have seen uh articles or stories about the use of music therapy with folks who have uh, dementia or uh, alzheimer's disease Uh, have you have you has your organization had any experience with that population
1: you know, we haven't yet. We we've, we're only in the um, children's hospitals, but I do I do see a lot of stories about um, how music can can really take people back to certain times and um, certain memories in their life. And I I mean, it makes complete sense to me because you know, I mean, that's what I love about and part of my healing was, you know, when you hear a certain song, it, you can go, you just can be transported right to the moment that that memory was created. Do you know what I mean? I do. And, um, I, I mean that population, um, um, really helps, especially, um, you know, Alzheimer's patients and, um, um, and things like that. It's, uh, it it does great work. I, I wish I could give you more, um, you know, background on it, but I just only have really seen it in articles and things like that. But I look forward to maybe a time when we can sort of branch into that that um, population as well.
0: I would think that um, music therapy would have a, a role with uh, working with um, folks who are, are on the autism spectrum, folks who have mm-hmm. PTSD, um, yeah. uh, depression, anxiety, a, a host of, of, of uh, mental health issues. I, I, I would... Uh, I, I'm a big believer in it. I think there would be a lot of value in that. So um, uh, I'm encouraged to hear that uh, that you guys are going to look into those kinds of issues.
1: You know, um, I'm, I'm really um, excited about that, too. One of the things that Nationwide Children's in Columbus is doing, they're opening, um, I don't know when exactly it is, but the, the building is under construction, an entire um, behavioral health um you know, building and completely dedicated to that. And we, I, I would really like to be part of of that um, of that work that they're doing there because it's really groundbreaking and it's really important right now. Um, you know, when you look at young people and how much younger they are with um, you know eating disorders and you know depression and I mean like like middle school kids having to deal with things like this. So if there's anything that we can do where we're hope we hope to be part
0: of that so it's important big day it is it is and and that's part of why we're doing this podcast series there was a um story on the national news just the other night about um suicide and in, in uh, you know the teen age population uh and how it's on the increase and and uh all of the issues related to that. I mean, I think it's a, it's a vitally important, um, that we look at these behavioral health issues and we look at, and I, I think it's important to look at alternative, um, treatments, um, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm including music therapy in that. Maybe, maybe that's not a, yeah. an accurate description to say an alternative, but, but that's what I mean. Music therapy and art therapy, uh, and look at other, other ways of treating some of these behavioral health issues. So, uh. But it takes it takes well, folks I, like you to get it done.
1: Well, and I agree. I, I mean, you know, when when I look when I speak with um, you know the palliative care team, which is you know um, kind of it, it, sometimes it's lumped together with hospice, you know, but 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 they kind of like to if you can get get in maybe a per- person is diagnosed with like a long term illness, you know, that it, it might not be just the end of life, but if you add in these more I want to. I don't know if even holistic care is the right answer. Sometimes, you know, if you do other forms of therapy rather than, you know, maybe you do, there's there's actual studies that show, you know, less medication is is required if you have all if you have these other um, opportunities. So, I think I think there's something really important there. So, um, you know, you can decrease anxiety which is you know helps with heart rate and pulse and things like that. I mean you know it's it's actually you know research is being done on it so
0: that, that makes that makes perfect sense to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki, how, how
0: can uh, the folks who are listening to this help you?
1: Um, well, you can um, log on to our website at org. Um, you can make a donation um, if you're in our area and you want to attend one of our events. Um, we have everything listed there and really you can, you can learn about our impact that we're having like all of our different programs. Um, we even have a scholarship now available for a music therapy student who. Um, we're always you know monetary, volunteer um, and really just kind of learning about it and spreading awareness is is important as well. so, Everything's
0: on our website. And can you say the website again one more time?
1: Uh, www.samfans.org.
0: We will include that in the description of the podcast. Did you are you uh, on social media as well? Can people find you on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram we or are any of us?
1: Instagram and um, Facebook and Twitter at SamFans15. That's, that's our uh, I think our handle on all social media. We have a blog, too, on our um, website that has a lot of, um, you know, uh, stories and probably can explain better than what I've even talked about here. Because um, sometimes it's hard to explain. But uh, lots of really great things on there. And a lot of the work that we're doing, too, as well.
0: Uh, Nikki, I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. I think it's—I think it's great work. I think it's much needed work, and I just—I want to thank you for taking the time. This has really been fun.
1: Thank you. I I appreciate the time to um, talk about it. Um, I'm learning more as I go, um, and uh, it's—you know, like I said, it started from just my experience, but I think it's even bigger than that. And it's been um, a pleasure to speak with you today. So thank you.
0: I want to thank our guest, Nikki McCarthy, for her time today. I'm sure Nikki's told her story many times over, but it it sure can't be easy. And I'm really appreciative of how brave she is and and that she took the time to help us understand a little bit more about Sam's fans and the work that they're trying to do. Uh, I really encourage you. To check out their website check them out on social media if you can find the uh, today show segment uh, somewhere online I would encourage you to watch that as well Uh, I'm really really impressed with this organization Um, I would like ADE to do as much as we can uh, to help them so uh, you uh, may look for some more information on some of our websites and social media about how we can Uh, direct some attention to this fantastic group. Uh, So thanks again to Nikki. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ADE Spotlight podcast. If you would like to be a guest on one of our podcasts, or if you have an idea for a topic you'd like us to cover, please uh, feel free to drop us a line. We'd love to hear your suggestions. If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to check out ADE Solutions, a new website from ADE. There you will find a variety of quizzes and assessments covering a whole range of behavior health related topics, including substance use, gambling, mental health disorders, eating disorders, and the like. If you have concerns about yourself or a loved one in these areas, Uh, please uh, access the website and check out the assessments. Or if you simply want to expand your knowledge on these topics, on the education tab on that website, we have a variety of quizzes, uh, as well as other podcasts similar to the one that you just listened to. You can find that at www.ade.solutions. Or you can link to it from our corporate website, www.adeincorp.com dot com.